0: what is going on everybody welcome back to the mind over macros podcast as always i am your host mike milner and i am coming to you fresh off of a vacation it's good to be back actually the only work that i did on vacation was for the podcast which was beautiful and it was a a nice change of pace for me because most of the time when i'm on vacation or traveling i'm doing work and still trying to keep this business running. And uh, it was nice to have a week with the family. We went to Bethany Beach, Delaware. It was a huge group of us um, in our condo slash apartment slash, I don't know what you want to call it. It was myself and Mel and Mel's three kids. And then her oldest brought a friend and her middle child brought a friend. So there were seven of us. And then I also had my family there. Um, So in one condo slash apartment or whatever, it was my parents, my oldest sister and her twin boys, my nephews, who are both 10. And then in another apartment, it was my sister and her, my other sister, um, I guess my older, not oldest, and her fiance. Uh, So we had a squad there and it was just, first of all, the weather was amazing. And it was we could not have asked for a better week to be on the beach and all together. And um, we had a it, it was just really nice to fully disconnect. In fact, my my iPhone just told me that my screen time for the week was only three hours per day on average. And I think my normal is typically like seven, and that's probably a terrible thing. But that's that's usually my average is like seven hours a day. Um, And so to be down that amount just kind of was a nice little uh, testament to being fully present and engaged. And we were very active. We did a lot of stuff in in just a week. It feels like it flew by. We did a water park. We did this really cool thing where we got to see um, various animals at this like preserve that we went to. It was only like 10 minutes away. Uh, We got to swim with otters, which was an incredible experience. There's a really funny picture of an otter literally on my back. And now, yes, I want to buy an otter and have it as a pet. Uh, I'm not going to, but it made me fall in love. Not like I already love all animals, but in particular being able to swim and like see how just glorious otters are. Um, And then we got to pet some kangaroos. We got to feed sloths. We got to hold a hedgehog and an armadillo and we got to feed an aardvark. It was just a crazy, Experience just very different. Um, we we did a sunset cruise to see some dolphins. We got to see a lot of dolphins. We spent time at the beach on the pool. Um, also, a huge thing for me was that I played tennis almost every single day on that trip, which is huge because for those of you that don't know, I played tennis my whole life. I was very competitive. I played number one singles in high school for three years. I made varsity as a freshman. I played number three singles as a freshman in high school, and then I played number one singles for sophomore, junior, and senior year. Uh, I had an opportunity to play in college, but I honestly got burnt out. I was just, it it was one of those things where tennis was probably my best sport just naturally, um, but I didn't have the full on like passion and commitment to the sport that I needed to, to really play. Like my dad played division one tennis. I could have if I had really wanted to commit and and do that, but I um, just got kind of burnt out and I was always more interested in basketball. Um, And so that was like the sport that I cared the most about, even though it wasn't my best sport. And anyway, so I haven't picked up a racket in a really long time. It it had been probably like 15 years. And then I played a little bit with my dad and then he ended up having um, his open heart surgery. And... Now he's back to playing. Um, it's it's interesting because last year when we were on this trip, uh, we we did the same trip last year, and he was like just out of surgery, maybe like two months into his recovery. Um, so, and, and now for us to be able to play tennis together on this trip was was also a huge um, kind of like important moment for me, and and for him, I'm sure, uh, just to be able to you know go from. Not being able to do very much in terms of activity wise. And he's somebody that's always been active um, to now being able to play tennis. We played, um, I think, four or five straight days on the trip. We did drills. Uh, One day we did back to back drills where we played for two hours straight. And it felt so good to get back on the court. The first day was an absolute shit show. It was really embarrassing. I was incredibly rusty, but then it started to come back. It's kind of weird when you've, when you like stop doing something and you were really proficient at doing that thing, and then you come back to it many years later and you're like, wait a minute, I used to be able to do so much more um, than what I can do right now. And uh, anyway, it, it kind of slowly started to come back to me, but it, it actually sparked that that fire again. And uh, I'm going to start playing consistently at home as well. And um, the reason why I'm sharing about my vacation is because every time I go away, I feel like, It's really impactful for me, especially, because of the fact that in my previous dieting life, I I really sucked at vacations. I sucked at travel. I sucked at being present. All I could think about was food. All I could think about was my body, especially if you're talking about like a beach trip. I only cared about how I looked. I only cared about what we were going to be eating, how I was going to make it work, how I was going to keep my weight down. Like, I would start planning out all of these restrictive methods. Like, I'm going to fast all day. And then that way, my family won't know that I'm not eating because they won't see me or like we won't eat together until dinner. And then I'll just get something like, you know, I would like menu scout, I would do all these things that were just very obsessive. I couldn't be present. I couldn't focus. I was just in my own head. And because of that, I would miss out really on the experience as a whole. Or, I would have that one like breaking point where I would just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to like eat or drink whatever I want. And then that would start this spiral of just feeling this complete lack of control. And like, as I'm saying this, all of these different memories are hitting me at the same time of those moments where I would be like uber restrictive for like the first three to four days of vacation. And I would just reach my tipping point and go. Just completely ham on everything, and I would come home and I would feel like such an epic asshole, and I, then I would starve myself, and this whole cycle would just continue to perpetuate and um, extend much longer than it needed to. so vacations now are they look much different now here's the thing i and, and Mel will kind attest of to this, and, and she did the same thing like we we ate, we drank we snacked like we were in a we were in a little apartment um or condo with seven of us and five of them being children so there were a lot, you know we stacked up we stocked up of, with a lot of different snacks and things that Mel and I ate that we normally wouldn't just because it was so readily available and we were on vacation so we were enjoying ourselves we drank pretty much every single day um and the the point is I didn't feel guilty. I didn't berate myself. I didn't feel like, oh my God, how am I doing this? I didn't feel like I had you know, starved myself and then created this you know, rubber band effect where it was like you pull back the rubber band and then you snap it forward and it, and it creates this situation where you feel an utter lack of control. That wasn't the case. It was, I'm on vacation. I'm going to enjoy myself. I don't want to obsess over food. But now here's, here's the other part. So that's the one side of the story. The other side of the story is we got easily 10,000 steps a day. In fact, we probably had 10,000 steps by like one o'clock every single day because there was a really nice gym on the property, but it was about a 20 to 25 minute, maybe 30 minute walk. So just walking to the gym and walking back, we were well on our way. That was probably like 6,000 steps already. Um, And then I would walk to the tennis courts. We would walk to get um, breakfast or lunch or whatever. Like There was just all these different opportunities to be able to walk. And so that's the one side of it was we do this on vacation all the time, Mel and I. The great equalizer is your steps. And if you get to 15,000, 20,000 steps, not saying that should be your target, but it really does to help. It really does help balance out the overindulgences. If you feel like, like we both felt, like we were snacking excessively, um, but not really caring about it. That's just it, it. It was what it was. We were just enjoying ourselves. But we trained. So here's the other side. We trained consistently. We didn't miss any training days. We, I played a lot of tennis. We were active by walking. Uh, we also prioritize protein. So the first thing that we did every single day was we actually had a protein coffee. We got these little um, quest drinks that were like chocolate protein drinks, and we would just pour that in our coffee um, to make sure that we started the day with protein. I would use the organified green juice every, and, and in fact, the travel pack like really saved me because vegetables are the one thing when you're traveling, at least for me. I I certainly ordered salads and I did what I could, but I know that when I'm on vacation, when I'm traveling, veggies are going to be the biggest gap when it comes to like food quality. It's just not that easy. It was funny because one of the times we ordered and and my mom got a side of broccoli, I'm like, oh, that's so great. We're going to split this side of broccoli. And it was literally like four pieces of broccoli. It was pathetic. Um, So I always know that veggies are going to suffer, but having the Organifi green juice travel packs every single morning—that was my routine. It was protein coffee and green juice. Um, and as an aside, you should know this by now, but if you don't, we have twenty percent off Organifi. Get use their green juice as that insurance policy, so you don't have to stress about veggies. And it's a habit that I've created that allowed me to start my morning with a positive in in terms of protein and food quality, like making sure that. I don't have to stress about where, where am I getting my veggies from on vacation because I know that I've got myself covered with the green juice. So you can go to Organifi.com slash PopFam. That's o r g a n i f i dot com slash PopFam, P-O-P-F-A-M. Use code PopFam at checkout, get 20% off. I highly recommend their green juice, especially if you're traveling, you're going on vacation, get their travel packs. It's super convenient. Uh, It's really easy to mix as well, which I appreciate because um, that can be annoying sometimes, but just pour it in water, you stir it in. Um, We use a frother when we're at home, but on vacation, you can just stir it in. Um, And it was totally fine. And that's how I started my morning protein, coffee, and green juice. And then um, typically I start with the green juice first because I like to have some water before coffee and then had my coffee with some protein in there. And then, like the two things that are are lacking the most—veggies and protein—when you're traveling, when you're on vacation, you get a head start, and you have that insurance policy. Um, so, go to organifi.com/popfam if you want twenty percent off. Use code POPFAM. They also have incredible product. Like the first thing that I did when I got back was I took some of their their balance for gut health, because I know that digestion was a little bit off. I'm eating foods that I normally don't. We got ice cream almost every night. And I just wanted to give myself a little bit of a, um, you know, just getting back to quality foods and helping my digestive system and getting back into a normal routine after overindulging, after eating foods that I know don't sit well. Like for me, ice cream is one of those things where if I'm going to eat ice cream, I know that my digestion is going to take a hit. I know it. And I'm, I'm willing at times to take that trade-off. It's okay. I'm going to enjoy the ice cream. I love it. It's one of my favorite foods. So I'm going to enjoy it. And they have an amazing ice cream place there. So we went almost every night, again, walked across the street to get ice cream, again, get the steps in, enjoy the treat. Um, and then but when I got back, I I wanted to take some of the Organifi Balance just to help with um, gut health, getting my digestion back in order. Um, so they have I'm not you know I'm only saying that because I talk a lot about green juice and I talk a lot about gold juice, but they also have incredible products like Harmony, like Balance. Um, so just go to their website, go to Organifi.com/popfam, and check out everything that they've got, um, and take advantage of twenty percent off. Anyway, so um, all of this is to say there is a balance to be had, and I think that sometimes we get caught up in excuses, and I'm going to call them excuses because they are. Oh, I'm traveling, so I couldn't get my protein in. I'm traveling, so I couldn't do i Z. I'm on vacation, so I couldn't do X, Y, Z. And and I really have to call bullshit because I was in that position before, and I. Did it really poorly, and now I feel like I do it really well. So, and I'm not the smartest person in the world. So if I can make that adjustment, then anybody can. What was really, uh, what was really apparent to me was when we drove down. Is about it was supposed to be a three hour drive, but we hit a lot of traffic. in ended up being about four hours, and we stopped at a Wawa gas station, and. What was very apparent to me was, and we did the same thing on the way back, actually, same thing about four hours, um, stopped at a Wawa gas station. Um, What really was apparent was the fact that there are so many options if you want to stay consistent. Instead of making excuses, it's much easier to make adjustments. Now, here's the thing about excuses. They can be valid. But you don't have to allow them to to be a detriment. And I hope that makes sense. Like your excuse can be valid, right? I'm traveling. I'm on vacation. That can be a valid excuse. But then in the same reality, you can also make adjustments to stay consistent. You see what I'm saying? You can have a valid excuse, but you don't have to allow that valid excuse to throw you off. You can say, I'm on vacation. I'm traveling. So it's more difficult. However, I'm going to make adjustments to make it work. So what was really apparent to me though, was that it's actually not that complicated. When we stopped both on the way there and the way back, different gas stations, different Wawa gas stations, different locations, but the options there were literally endless. The first time, like I just went through picked up a protein bar because I wasn't that hungry. But on the way back, I was actually really hungry. And there was beef jerky that was like, I don't know, it was like one gram of fat and 14 grams of protein per serving. And the bag had two servings. So you eat the whole bag, that's 28 grams of protein, two grams of fat, and it had zero carbs. It was like a zero sugar um, beef jerky. That right there, great protein snack. They also had hard boiled eggs. They also had um, cheese sticks. They also had a little. They literally had a little chicken breast that was like already cooked grilled chicken with some broccoli, and the macros were like 28 protein and 10 fat. And the only reason why it was 10 fat was because there was a little cheese block in the in the container, which you don't have to eat. That would have saved probably about five or six grams of fat, making it a very easy meal to grab and go. They also have protein bars. They also had protein drinks. On the way down, we picked up this protein coffee drink that's like already made that had, I don't know, it was like 12 grams of protein and like two grams of fat. Again, really easy. There were so many options. There was Greek yogurt. There was a bunch of fruit. There was all these things where I'm like, how can anybody complain? Even they had those little bags of like snacking pickles. I think they're called Oh Snap. Like I talk about snacking pickles when you're dieting. Um because I love pickles and it's a great, like very, very low calorie snack. They had a whole bag of little snacking pickles. It's perfect. And we got them both on the way there and on the way back. There are so many options now. And I think that to use that as an excuse and to to say, like, well, I can't do XYZ because I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I'm tr- whatever, I'm on vacation. I call bullshit. I think, especially now, there are plenty of ways to make adjustments. Instead of allowing your excuses to win, it just takes a little bit of consideration and intention. And I think that that's the key. Like, sure, when I go through and I'm like, what do I actually want? The chips and the donuts and the sandwiches, like, I I love me some like tuna salad or chicken salad or whatever. Um, But just take one look. Like, when they have those pre made sandwiches, just take one look at the calorie count and it will. Likely push you in another direction. It's like, oh, there's this tuna salad wrap, and it's this little tiny wrap that's like 600 calories. It's not worth it to me. Uh, but there are so many options to not allow those excuses to derail you. However, you also want to enjoy yourself. So you have to pick and choose your battle. So for me, and, and there's actually a point to all of this that I'm getting to. For me, I, want, I wanted and I did. I wanted to enjoy like some drinks. We got some high noons. I highly recommend high noons. They're super convenient and also low calorie and delicious. Um, it's basically like a vodka soda, but then flavored. And they're only 100 calories per can. I will go on record as saying high noons are better than White Claws. They're better than Truly. They're better than whatever the fuck else. Different like drinks that are similar. I know that high noons vodka and White Claw are seltzer, but it's kind of in the same family anyway. Um, but I wanted to enjoy myself. I wanted to drink I wanted to have you know I wanted the experience to be like mine. I didn't want to be in my own head about anything about you know I didn't want to be questioning my food choices, my drink choices. I just wanted to enjoy it. but there also are times where I'm gonna make some choices where I can I can still be fully present like you know the last night we were there we all ordered dinner together, we sat outside we had a big like you know, pizza, cheese steaks, all these things, and I just got a salad. I got a big salad um, because I knew I was gonna have you know some fries, uh, you know, and maybe a slice of pizza, whatever. So there's this little like it's just intentional action, in intentional decisions, being a little bit considerate and not just going like all in on one direction or the other. Now, this is context dependent because if you're in an active dieting phase, and you want to be dialed in on vacation, you can absolutely do that. That is a personal choice. What I'm saying is if your goal is to just live life and be fit and healthy and maintain your results through vacation, it is not that difficult. Like I said, being active, still training, making some, you know, little adjustments, like, having protein to start the morning, having green juice to start the morning, um, ordering a salad every now and again. like Those little decisions go a long way. But the real point to all of this is that the work that I'm talking about is done outside of your dieting phases. Let me repeat that. The work that I'm talking about, having a balanced approach, being able to maintain your results on vacation, not being impacted by a week of drinking and eating whatever the fuck you want. All of that is accomplished outside of your dieting phases. So why do we put so, many, so much time and, and effort and resources into just dieting? I don't understand it. We treat the dieting phase like that's where we need the most support. That's where we need the most help. That's where we need the most accountability. My argument is it's actually the opposite. You need the most help. You need the most accountability. You need to allocate the most resource, the most amount of resources to the phases outside of your dieting phases, like your maintenance, your reverse, building muscle, improving your metabolism. That should be the time. That you really dial in your approach because it allows you to live life. It allows you to stay lifestyle lean. It allows you to go on vacation without having any sort of damage being done while you're enjoying yourself and you're having some drinks and you're with your family and you're fully present. You don't have to think twice. Uh, You know, again, I say that there are certain things that you will be, you'll need to be considerate. You'll need to be intentional. You'll need to have somewhat of a plan in mind, but it is so much more effective to do it that way than to put all of your effort and energy and resources into dieting strictly and then rebounding because you don't know how to sustain it, because you don't know how to support your metabolism, because you don't know how to live in maintenance, because you haven't taken the time to build muscle, because every time you end up on vacation, you're immediately, you immediate, um, your immediate reaction is to diet again. It's to starve yourself again. It's to go back to 1200 calories. It's this back and forth that's getting you into trouble. And my feeling is that most of us, and I'm saying myself because I used to do this too, I put so much time and energy and, and effort into the dieting phase that I ignored the key to long-term success, which is What are you doing when you're not dieting? What are you doing when you're not cutting? Do you know how to live at maintenance? Do you actually know what your maintenance is? Do you know what that looks like? Do you know what maintenance looks like from a calorie standpoint? Do you know where your metabolism stands? Do you know if you have a 10 out of 10 metabolism? Like if we're grading it on a scale, is your metabolism a 10 or is it a two? Do you even know? These are the things that need to be considered When it comes to a lifelong pursuit. If you want to be successful forever, if you want to maintain your results forever, if you want to have fun, enjoy yourself, be fully connected with the people that you love, to be able to travel, to be able to go on vacation, even even outside of those occasions, just life, just going through life, enjoying yourself and enjoying your family, enjoying your friends, and knowing what that looks like, that is created through your non-dieting work, which is why coaching should look like, let's say you sign up for six months of coaching, which is typically what most people do with us. We have six months, we have 12 months, um, but for the most part, we start with six because that can be enough time. That should look like maybe two to three months of dieting, but most of the work should be done outside of that. So, you're allocating the same time, energy, and resources to learning how not to diet, how to maintain, how to improve your metabolism, how to build muscle, how to make this process easier on yourself so that it's sustainable. And I think that that is the key that most people miss. Like The mindset is often, okay, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to put all this time and energy and money into this dieting phase. And then it's like, okay, Thanks, coach. You helped me lose 20 pounds. I'm good. Have a nice day. Then you stop coaching. And typically, what happens is you haven't learned anything outside of the dieting phase. You just had some accountability to be strict, to be rigid, to follow the plan. Great. So you did that. But then you didn't have any accountability to learn how to come out of that, to learn how to balance everything, to learn how to maintain. To learn how to live your life and and keep your results and do it in a way that allows for flexibility and enjoyment. You never learned that part. You didn't put the resources into that part, which is why you keep struggling. And Then what happens is you gain the weight back. You beat yourself up. You're like, well, I need to go to another program so I can lose this weight again. And you fall into this trap of only allocating time and resources into active dieting. When in reality, in my opinion, What's more important is everything outside of that. If you take care of the stuff outside of your dieting phase, the dieting phase, the cut should be very, very simple. Literally, it should be very simple. Just execute it, get in and out. It should not be complicated. If it's complicated, it's probably because you're not spending enough time or energy learning what to do outside of that dieting phase. You're probably only considering a coach or accountability or support during the dieting phase, and you're missing out on the most important part. And, and I think that and it reminds me of a, a story where um, when I was in high school, I played, played soccer and we were like a very, very tight knit group on our soccer team In fact, most of my friends, in you know, who I I still talk to almost every day from high school, we all played soccer together. Um, That was like a big kind of thing that we bonded over being on, you know, having uh, effectively a lot of us four years together on the same team, and we won our league championship four years in a row. Anyway, I'm only saying that because we were we were very tight knit group, and we used to um, hang out all the time afterwards. After practice, um, you know after school, we were always spending time together, and a lot of times we were playing different sports like we'd be playing like ping pong or basketball or soccer or like random games and there was a couple games in particular. Um, one of them was this epic juggling game that we used to play so much fun and then there was another game that we used to play after practice before we would leave, um, and we would try to hit the ball we'd try to kick the ball. Um, And hit the crossbar or either post. And it was like a precision game, right? Like we would see how many times can you hit the post, which was like one point. Um, If you hit the crossbar, it was like three points, and we would play to a certain number. And we would do this frequently. And after a while, um, the coach came out one day and and saw us playing and and was like, What are you guys doing? We told him, uh, we explained the game to him. And he got all fired up. We had an amazing coach. Um, shout out to Paul, best coach ever. Um, he was actually my tennis coach as well. And, um, and he was a legend. And uh, he's, he's not coaching soccer anymore, but um, he coached through the entire time that we were all there. And he came out, he was so disappointed in the game that we were playing. We couldn't understand. We're like, Paul, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to get better at precision like we're trying to master precision why why are you so upset and he's like no what you're doing is you're you're mastering how to hit the post and you're mastering how to hit the crossbar and practice makes permanent so you're you're getting really good at the wrong shit because the the point of the game is to put the ball in the back of the net and all you're doing is you're putting the ball where you're not supposed to put it and we were like oh shit like we've been completely practicing the wrong shit it was like this all of us had this like kind of jaw drop moment of we've been practicing the wrong shit and we stopped, we stopped playing the game. And the point of that story is it reminds me of what a lot of people do with dieting is you're practicing the wrong shit. You're only practicing the part where you restrict and you deprive and you cut foods and you are only focused on less and less and less. um, And, and like, how can I, Drop this weight as fast as possible, and you get really good at restricting. But the point of the game is to maintain and live life and enjoy yourself and be fulfilled and not be obsessed and to have a great relationship with food and to set a better example for your kids. The point of the game is longevity. The point of the game is to be in this forever. The point of the game is to have fun, right? Like that's the game. Why are we practicing the wrong shit all the time? We have to put more time and energy into what this game is all about. Sustainability, building your metabolism, having balance, having flexibility, being able to travel and not think twice about how am I going to make this work? Being able to go on vacation and be fully present and engaged. That's the game. So why are we practicing the wrong shit all the time? We have to consider the resources and energy that we're putting in our dieting phase, that's only the tiniest piece of the puzzle. And the, the large bulk, if I had to put a number to it, 90% of the puzzle is everything outside of that. It's the maintenance. It's, it's your body composition in terms of your muscle mass and your metabolism and your mindset. Like, Let's focus on the things that truly matter and carry us forward, your habits forever not just for a 12-week cycle, but for a 12 to 20 to 30 to 40-year cycle, Like how much time you have left. I don't know what that number is, but let's practice and focus on the, the shit that really matters for life. That is the point of this whole story, which is to be able to have balance on, on vacation, to be able to just live your life and be fit and healthy without being obsessive, without being rigid, without always feeling like you're depriving yourself, without always feeling this internal tug of war. Do I have, do I, do I be social or am I fit? Like, why can't these things coexist? They can. You're just not putting the time and energy and resources into that part of the equation. You're always so focused on practicing how to hit the crossbar that you forget that we want to put the ball in the back of the net. Practice the shit that matters. put time and energy in, and get accountability and put your resources towards that. That's literally the reason why our coaching program is six months or twelve months. You want to do six or twelve? Ideally, we get somebody who's so committed that they know you're right. I definitely need a year because think about what we can do in a year. Not only can we get you to to your body composition goals, that's the easy part. Physically, no problem. But we can also practice the shit that matters so you sustain those results forever. So you know how to improve your metabolism. So you know how to have flexibility and enjoyment. And you're, you are setting a better example for your kids and you do have a better relationship with food. A full year, we can get through holidays. We can get through birthdays. We can get through vacations. We can get through travel. We can get through stressful times. We can get through less stressful times. We literally can run through every- real-life scenario and make sure that what you're doing is going to last a lifetime, period. That's why. But most people aren't ready to commit to a year, so we have our six-month as like the bread and butter. But typically what happens is people go through the six-month process and they're like, holy shit, that changed my life, that changed the way I think about nutrition and training and sustainability. And this is like nothing I've ever experienced before. Sign me up for another six months. Which makes sense, but that's typically the, the process. It's like experience it, see for yourself, right? See for yourself, jump in, see for yourself, and then we can extend it. There are people who come in and they're like, "You're right. I know I need a year. It wouldn't make sense to do any less time. I want this forever. I'm committed to the long game. I'm sick and tired of playing the shortcut. I'm sick and tired of trying to cut corners. Sick and tired of trying to band aid uh, this this approach." Give me the full year, which I always love to hear it. But again, most people come in, they're like, let me just try six months, see how it goes. They're blown away. The transformation is epic. All right, give me another six months. There's no right or wrong there. It's just preference. It's just, what are you ready for? What are you ready for in terms of commitment? Do you really want the forever result that you say you want? Or are your actions going to tell a different story? That is always the way to check yourself. When you say you want something, do your actions align? If you're saying this is a priority, if you're saying this is really freaking important to me, but you're not willing to invest, you're not willing to put the time in, you're not willing to commit to, um, you know, anything longer than like a month or two months. You're like, nope, I need this now. It was funny. One of the tennis instructors was joking with me on vacation. I came out for the drill and he was like, Hey, I really need to know how do I get as jacked as you? And I was like, Well, let me tell you. And then he was like, wait, I have a caveat. He was like, I want it to happen in two weeks. And he was obviously joking. And I was like, are you sure you don't have any longer? And he's like, well, how much longer? I was like, I don't know. Like, let's call it two weeks plus 10 years, maybe. Um, And he was laughing. And he, he was, you know, young, very young guy. Like, it obviously would not take him 10 years. I'm not that jacked. And for sure, but I just, I always want to plant the seed that like you, you have to commit to this forever. And most people think like he does, even though it was a joke, most people think, how can I do this as quickly as possible? But yet when they're pressed and and you, you ask yourself, if it took you a year, if it took you a year and you had the exact results that you desire, physically, you look the way that you want. Mentally, you know that this is sustainable. You feel the way that you want internally. You feel like you have an amazing relationship with food you have the flexibility that you desire, you have everything that you want. If it took you a year to accomplish that, would you sign up? Yes. That's what they say. But then action-wise, it's like, okay, well, here's the process. Here's the program. Do you want to sign up for a year? And then all the excuses come up. And then it's like your actions are telling a very, very different story. And that shouldn't make you feel bad. That should just make you aware of, hey, there's a little bit of incongruence here. So I have two choices. I can either close the gap, meaning I can allow my actions to align with my words. Right, That's option one. My actions will now align with my words. I will start to do things in a way that aligns with what I say that I want. My spoken words, like, it's okay if it takes me a year. I want to commit to the long game. I want results forever. I don't want a shortcut. I want this to last. Then I can align my actions to that. This is a priority, priority. It would be worth the investment. It would be worth it to me if I achieved all of these results. That would be worth the investment to me. So, option 1, my actions align with those words. Option 2 is change your words to align with your actions. Right? Option 2 is you know what? I actually don't want the long game. I don't want sustainability. I'm really just interested in doing this as fast as humanly possible, even if it means sacrificing my health and my relationship with food. And even if I set a poor example for my kids, because if you're at least honest with yourself, then you don't have to be surprised. Like You say, okay, I want abs, but I also want to set a good example for my kids. But then you do everything To get abs and you give your daughter an eating disorder because she watched your behaviors and the way that you are with food and your body, and then you get all pissed off because you don't understand what happened, and you start blaming other people and social media and all this stuff, when in reality, it was you. You created that scenario. The only way that that's a problem is if you don't have awareness around your words and your actions being incongruent. So option one, change your actions to align with your words, Option two, change your words to align with your action. I guess there's a third option. A third option is you can just continue living in in a state of incongruence, which I call acting like an asshole. Uh, there, There is nothing wrong with saying, this is not a priority to me. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want a shortcut. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to do this as fast as humanly possible. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm willing to sacrifice my mental well-being for a physical result. That is all perfectly valid. In my opinion, the only thing that's not okay is living in incongruence and then complaining about it and saying, man, I really want this long-term goal. I really want this long-term result. I really want sustainability. I really want to improve my relationship with food. But then your actions are completely misaligned. And there's zero uh, change, there's zero action to close that gap of incongruence. To me, that is called acting like an asshole. That is called lying to yourself. So you have, in my opinion, I take option three off the board because I don't want anybody to act like an asshole. Option one, change your actions to align with your words. Option two, change your words to align with your action. Um, Hopefully, that makes sense. Hopefully, that will spark a little bit of internal dialogue uh, for yourself. And then if you're feeling like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this being an issue, I'm sick and tired of this problem that I haven't solved, when there is a solution right in front of you, if you want to reach out and grab that solution and never look back and never have to worry about it again, then just go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply fill out the application, talk to somebody from my team, see if we can help and that will be that. Like literally that will be it. You go through the process, you achieve everything that you desire, we do it sustainably, we teach you how to maintain it. You can live your life like just just pay attention. If you see like I just posted to my stories about somebody that coach Ashley worked with. It was like 6 months and figured it all out like physically got to where she wanted to be, mentally knows how to sustain it, feels completely self-reliant, done. Six months. That was all it took for her. Some people, it takes a year. Some people, it takes two years. It doesn't matter the timeline. If you really want this forever, then treat it that way. If you are tired of going back and forth and cutting and then not knowing how to reverse and then going, you know, being restrictive and then being like, what's how do I get this weight off? How do I keep it off? How do I stop falling into this dieting cycle, this trap? How do I actually improve my metabolism? How do I improve my relationship with food? If you're tired of those thoughts, if you're tired of the stress, if you're tired of obsessing, then just reach out and fix it. It's right there for you to do. All you have to do is take that step, make that commitment to yourself and follow through. And that's it. All of that will be solved. I know because we've done it thousands of times, repeatedly, predictably. Our success rate is incredibly high. We guarantee your results. There's not a lot of people out there that will say that, that will stand behind that. We do. So if you're ready for that, go to neurotypetraining.com/slash apply. If you're not ready for that, that is totally fine. Also, there is nothing wrong with not being ready. There's nothing wrong with saying. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that commitment. I'm not ready to make a change. I'm going to continue with my current results." If you say that to yourself, then you cannot complain about the results you're getting because you're actively choosing them, which again, totally fine to do. Just be honest with yourself and say, I'm actively choosing these results and therefore I am forfeiting the right to complain about them, period. The end. I hope that makes sense. I hope this was helpful. It's good to be back. Um, Even though we haven't missed any episodes, it does feel like I've taken some time away. I'm back. We're at it. (laughs) I love you guys. And I will talk to you all soon.